by the Living Light Center at Church of Faith and Healing. For anyone interested, Jim and I do personal readings, and if you'd like to have a personal reading, you can call 304-567-3354 or email sandysangeltalk at aol.com. That's S-A-N-D-Y-S-A-N-G-E-L-T-A-L-K at aol.com. Welcome, everyone, to Angel Talk, and today... We'll be talking about the completion of the cycle from Alpha to the Omega. And uh, I would like to start off with sharing an angelic prophecy with you. And so let me begin. Beyond the visual sight, there are multiple levels of consciousness, each representing a significant importance in the lives of all. These layers are slowly moving closer to each other. And at times, you may feel like your consciousness can reach higher levels and you can understand certain information more clearly and yet wonder how that's so. It doesn't feel alarming, but more like a bit confusing. As your brain adjusts to these many layers of consciousness, and extended amounts of frequencies, it can cause one to be more tired because certain frequencies resonate at a much higher level and burn more of your body's energies when you connect to them. This is a bridge in consciousness, a gift from the divine that all mankind should have the ability to understand their soul's purpose more clearly to realize your many gifts, and to learn how to utilize them in a positive way. This bridge opens up numerous opportunities for technology to expand, but we must always remember that within your brain is the ability to create, grow, and learn, and if you turn over all of your abilities to computers, you'll lose part of your gifts. And although the technology would seem convenient at the time, it does limit your abilities over time. Recognize your high spiritual powers and don't freely give them away. The earth is changing rapidly. And as the ice sheets melt, releasing more methane gas, along with man-made pollutants, fossil fuels, chemical waste, and ozone destroys like chlorofluorocarbons, all of the items are affecting the upper atmosphere beyond normal levels. They're trapping infrared radiation and affecting the Earth's climate. The ozone layer is thinning, letting in more ultraviolet radiation from the solar flares and winds. This is creating higher heat levels, and drought in regions of the earth, and this then is resulting in a food shortage. As the heat builds, it's melting the ice caps, and this is creating a problem with the balance of the planet. 
It's causing movement and slippage of the Earth's crust, along with the constant tilting of the planet. It's causing more of a weakening to the Earth's crust. Do expect this season higher than normal amounts of wind issues, be it hurricanes, cyclones, or tornadoes, and a very cold winter, particularly in the northern areas. At this vulnerable point with the Earth, all missile testing needs to stop. The Earth's atmosphere cannot withstand much more, needless to say the effects on the tectonic plates. Many light workers, peace and spiritually aware people have been called to help in these challenging times here on the earth. For it is the mass consciousness that can change the negativity on the planet to be a more balanced energy. Prayer, meditation, holding positive energy where you live and bless the world to be lifted in consciousness to a higher level. And may we all come to see and understand who our spiritual soul really is, one with the all. Blessings to you. And that was beautiful. It should also be said that, that any time that a reading is done, it is always done through the Holy Trinity, um, approved of by the Christ of Christ. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, moving on now, let's start off with God moved and the Spirit became active and brought the light. The projection of the light awakened the mind force or the universal conscious mind involving Spirit with the first creation, a spiritual universe. Both John's Gospel and Paul's epistle to the Hebrews suggest that the light mentioned in Genesis was synonymous with the first and only begotten Son, the mind, the Word. And it was later He, as mind, the Maker, or the creative aspect of the Godhead, or the Father, as the body, the mind, and the Holy Spirit, the soul. We all volunteer to come to earth and experience the physical existence with a body and a soul, to be separate, yet one with God, an opportunity to understand our God-self powers. How we use them will bring about the lessons we need to experience. Eventually, the soul will turn towards spirit instead of the body and resist the self-serving purposes that the body lives for then spirit, with its divine light and love, will direct us on our spiritual path. Our words we speak have far more power than we realize. When spoken with authority or confidence, purity, and yet humbleness, it can produce any number of results. And when using toning or singing with resonance, it vibrates certain frequencies that awaken the soul and lift it to a higher vibration of consciousness. The word OM is referred to as the audible life stream, the voice of the creator, 
the word a mode of energy or vibration. And in audible repetition, it's believed to raise the vibrations in the body so to awaken the kundalini energy, which is like a coiled serpent at the base of the spine. And this energy is altered when one raises their state of consciousness. So once awakened, this energy moves upward in a specific path, activating spiritual centers until it reaches the pituitary gland at the center of the brain. And once this is accomplished, you will feel a blissful connection of oneness with God, a cosmic connection. This is a step towards the soul's evolution back to its source. It's important to realize that the spoken word in prayer is more effective than silent projections. Even if spoken in a lower voice, it is still more powerful. Our journey this lifetime is going to take us into many situations because of our free will. If this free will is misdirected, it will, it will be led by our selfishness, putting ourselves above and before everyone and everything else. And this is when we begin to separate from the oneness of our God connection. It's because of our free will, the being known as Lucifer or the devil or Satan or the darkness can have its influences on you when you turn away from the oneness with God. Well, you may experience temporarily happiness, but it usually comes with a price. And although turned away from the light to experience a lesson, this does not mean that you are completely separated from the light when you choose to turn back to the spiritual universe. You're allowed to reclaim your divinity, in the spiritual universe, we discover all force is one, and that one is positive. Edgar Cayce quoted, the mind, born sons, projected into being through the will of mind, the maker, where in his image, his individual self that is, which meant that they are celestial thought forms, divine self, as it were in the body of God suddenly made aware of their individuality, each a universe within itself, incapable of manifesting creatively in its own right. Now, androgynous beings, they contained within themselves all the elements and characteristics required to reproduce spiritually through thought projections, even as their maker. They had no need, therefore, to develop any type of sexual polarization as a part of their nature. Rather, they drew their creativity from the God force because God is love and spiritual bliss is derived from the union with God. Creativity is an inevitable result. The mind-born ones, as long as they maintain psychic union with their creative source in the oneness, could still be separate, yet not separated. God bestowed upon us the gift of free will, that we might 
choose to remain in his presence or separate ourselves. Without this choice, we will be in the same category as the angels, who, though created a little higher in the beginning, must remain a servant, although exalted ones which attend upon the Creator. But us humans, if we choose to earn it, we could eventually raise above the very highest of angels by projecting ourselves through the cycle of spiritual evolution. It is possible to become fully-fledged co-heirs with the first son, our Logos, and co-rulers with him of the universe in an unending pattern of spiritual creativity and growth. Mankind in their original state or permanent consciousness is a soul with a spiritual body likened unto the makers. And here in the flesh, the soul is the God part in us. The fleshly consciousness in materiality was only brought about so that the soul might become aware of its separation from the God force. And when we work together, it is our oneness with evolution what it's all about. Whatever separates any one of us holds the others back, and that which unites us raises up the whole body of mankind. Jesus, at his last supper, articulated the universal law of oneness in the form of a startling prophecy saying, I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all mankind unto me. Mind is the builder of our thoughts. And our thoughts are continually materializing themselves at a multitude of levels. One of them has cosmic implications. It involves the resonance factor, where mankind is linked to that of the universe as a whole. And our combined thoughts and actions, if negative, can create a discordant resonance. And that affects not only the sun, where it may trigger sunspots, but affects also the planets in our solar system and can reach the stars within our galaxy and beyond. This resonance factor is set into motion theoretically through a vast etheric web of harmonic impulses connecting one part of the universe with every part, much like the circuitry of the nerve cells in our body. So when the human consciousness collectively is out of harmony, the planet can result with an off-key pitch adversely affecting the music of the spheres and a reciprocal effect that accords with the principle of resonance. Our altered pitch comes bouncing back to us as a discordant impulse because of our improper attunement. It affects upon the planet can take the form of earthquakes or solar storms, plagues, and even more. Until the planetary resonance factor adjusts itself to a more harmonious pitch, the collective consciousness of all on the planet must change, for the rulership was given in the beginning with a command to subdue the earth or our earthly 
itself symbolically. So as we evolve, we must begin to understand how we are connected to everything and that our actions, emotions, and mental thoughts are meant to align with a pure purpose. That is, through our love to one another, we build and grow closer to our higher self or God self. It takes enormous self-control and willpower not to react at times to situations, but to reach higher consciousness. We must be aware of every thought and action that we express. Sometimes we may do or say something with a positive intention, but it gets taken as an insult. If we did not do this with a malintent, God will forgive us. But we must try our best to align ourselves with the light and love of God. We will all go through phases of consciousness for our soul's development by giving and going through these phases, we can reach the proper vibration and gain sufficient mastery of the universal laws to move on into our next level of growth. In the three-dimensional Earth, we find that time, space, and patience are part of our ongoing development here to help with our education to fully reach spiritual self-awareness. In the spiritual new age, we have to spiritualize the physical before we can take it to the spiritual realm. This is what Jesus did. For the law of the Lord is love, and the love of the Father casts out fears and brings assurance of his abiding presence with him. So surround yourself through your thoughts, actions, with the consciousness of the Christ, that no one or no thought can hurt you. Your future life is in your own making. Remember, set before you is life and death, good and evil. As to what, which, where, and how you choose, this is within your own consciousness. And pray, O Lord Maker of heaven and earth, giver, of life and love. Be thou near to me. Make me a channel, O God, of blessings to others day by day. Remember, above all, so he has given, as ye do it unto the least of thy brethren or thy associates of thy companions day by day, ye do it unto thy God. When we come to the end, the Omega, it is where the beginning was. Christ is the last word of evolution because he was the first. The Alpha is also the Omega. His word brought many into being, and his word leads the many back to the one. Well, it always comes back to the one, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, it's so interesting because we... As individuals, you know, we like the idea of being individual and knowing ourselves to be individual, but the idea is to be one with God and yet to know oneself as individual. And it's an unusual concept, and yet it's what we're striving for. It's the whole idea 
behind it all, and that is to gain that consciousness. You know, the mission of the true light worker is not to escape reality, but to indwell within and to transform it. And that's part of the walk we're walking now, because so much of it has just been laid aside. You know, we fought wars over it. You know, I mean, we've we fought wars over religions. You know, I mean, God told me to go to war with you and take your house, and therefore it's okay. And and we get away from the fact that I don't care where an individual is, all the way across the globe or on this side of the globe, they are our brother. We are one or sister. We are one. And it's not the many that are acting um, as, as, or as God. It's, it is when the whole is acting in oneness that God is, is transformed into each one of us. We all become part of the whole. And that's the whole idea. It's not the many. It's the many acting as the one. And how many of us do that? How many of us would dare even, even for just a moment, you know, take our neighbor's word for it, just, just for a moment, I mean, to be able to gain the oneness or to be able to gain access, to be able to talk it out and to be able to become one in our beliefs and what we feel. And it's going to have to happen one way or another. It's going to have to happen. The, omega, the alpha and the omega is the beginning and the end. But there is really no such as an end. There's the alpha and there's the omega. But when you hit the omega, then you have the alpha again. And then you have the alpha and the omega. It's a, it's a reoccurring creation. And it runs its course and then it starts over again. Especially in third dimension, which is a very limited time source, around 26,000 years, and then it destructures, and then it structures back again. And it was meant so that there could be an upgrade in the evolutionary process on a third-dimensional planet. This, this planet was never really designed for the tendency of mankind. But spiritual beings became lost in these worlds of matter, and there was no way for them to get to become spiritualized enough and to remember who they were to be able to make it off this planet before it be structured. And so a, a way of escape was designed by the Christ. And we were volunteers in that, and we came upon the rolling mist, and God said, let there be light. And for the first time, those beings that were lost knew that there was a God because it now had the light. Instead of just the darkness, it had the light to be able to compare. And in that light, it began to remember. And we have walked this path in a body source to be able to eventually ascend it off this planet so that it can take it anywhere into the myriad universes or worlds of third dimension where spiritual beings are still lost and they have no way of escape except this body form. That's why it was throughout basically biblical history, whenever there was infiltration by what we'll call you know, otherworldly beings, 
then it changed the DNA. And when it changed the DNA, it usually regressed it. And that's why the flood happened, because we were on our way to being able to hold enough light, and we began to downgrade it. And as we downgraded it, it was foreseen that we would probably not be able to hold enough light by the time the destructuring occurred, which is the omega. And we are coming fast upon the omega again. And just the other night we did a reading, and the angel said that, that God has moved it up again closer and that the cataclysms are going to start coming so fast, one right after another. I mean, boom, 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 boom. And we're not going to have time to even, you know, think about this one over here because it's going to be happening over there. And, and I even asked the question, is that ever really brought people closer to God when their house is washed away and everything they own is gone? And the angel said, sometimes. And if one can be saved, well, then it's worth it. And so we are coming up upon that omega. We knew how long we had when we volunteered for this mission. And yet, how many of us are doing it? How many of us have turned away from the material and turned towards the spiritual? And the spiritual only. Really, there's two sides. One side of the coin is spiritual. The other is the material. God will never let you down. God will always give you what you need. But for some reason, we feel like, you know, the more, the more material things we own, the more spiritual we must be. God is blessing us. And yet, it has never been that way. Sometimes, in the ancient Hebrews, they would do a covenant with God one day, and the very next day, they were following, you know, the other side of the coin, um, the balls. And, and it, it doesn't even make sense. How could you do that one day and the next, very next day you're, you know, you're going the other way? Because the other way promised fast and furious, you know, extra growth in the crops and plenty of food, plenty of water. I mean, everything you could possibly want. God, God has always offered you the same thing. The problem is, is that, you know, there's a growing season. And I mean, you know, and, and, and life works in a balance. And typically, what you need will come at the 11th hour, because otherwise you would take credit for it. It's just human nature. The physical body part of ourselves will typically always take the credit for it. So if it tries and tries and tries and tries and tries, and it just can't seem to grasp it, but all of a sudden at the 11th hour, you get it. It comes, you know, and it comes exactly like you could ever imagine it to be, then who are you going to give the credit to? You've been praying about it, God. And so, you know, if we could give God credit for everything that we receive, every blessing that we get all the time, then there would be no need for it to have to come at the 11th hour. But human nature typically will get in the way. The idea here is that we are in a time frame where the omnipresent unity of the living Godhead unfolds through the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. It creates a structural integrity for all life based on the original divine thought forms and patterns. See, there is really a war, so to speak, going on in the heavens. And 
to be able to receive what you need, the Holy Trinity is not in any way disconnected or in any way affected, and the, the perfect light of creation with all of its perfect codes still come through the Holy Trinity. And so when you pray, pray through the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Messiah, you know, and the Blessed Holy Spirit. And, and to use the sacred name of the Most High God, Hashem, and I use three amens, but it's about going through that trinity because it steps, allows the stepping down of the energies without influence, and it's perfect. But the problem is, is that, as always, there is no evil on the earth. Now ponder that for a moment. Evil does not exist on the earth. And when I tell people that, they look at me really funny and they go, well, that can't be true. I mean, there's multiple murders, there's this going on and that going on, and, and evil's, I see evil a lot of places. Well, evil does not exist on the earth itself. You don't see it in the animals. The animals have a hierarchy, but you don't see them act out in evil. And it is the influence in spirit. So the, the, the not-so-shiny light in spirit form can only have power if you allow it. If you allow it to, to influence you to do something that is not so shiny, then it gains a hold. And that's where we have, we have missed the boat sometimes. And if it weren't for us allowing it to have any power at all, it wouldn't have. When Jesus was tempted um, in the desert, he finally said to Satan, he said, you know, I will not call upon my Father to protect me or to save me. And I pondered that for a long time. And I come to realize that what he really meant was is that Satan has no power unless you give it to him. All he can do is tempt you. That's all he could do to Jesus. He could tempt him. He could show him beautiful things. But, but what good was it? Nothing. He couldn't manifest it, and and it did him no good. And Jesus understood that aspect, and he understood it when Peter tried to talk him out of going to Jerusalem at at the time of of the feast of the Passover feast. And he just kept trying and trying and trying. And Jesus finally turned around to him and looked right at Peter and he said. Satan, get thee behind me. And he knew it wasn't Peter. It was Satan trying to get a hold upon Peter and influence him and thereby influence Jesus. And sometimes that's done today. How often does something come out of the mouth of someone that you know? It could be a friend, a co-worker, or whatever, and it doesn't make sense to you. It's like, what? what would you, why would you say something like that to me? I mean... And you, really, you have to realize that there are influences and that the not-so-shiny light will take every chance it can to create that influence and have somebody let it in. And the problem is, is that once it gets in, it's hard to get it out. 
And there, there are a few ways. And one of those is that angelics told me, look straight ahead. And I said, what? They said, always look straight ahead. I said, but I'm not quite sure I get what you're trying to say. They said, don't look left, don't look right. And I thought, but only look straight ahead? And they said, yes. They said, because if you don't, on the left, you know, something to influence you will occur. You may not expect it, but all of a sudden, the minute you turn your head, it may have not have been there before, but all of a sudden it is. Or if you turn to the right, it may not have been there before, but all of a sudden it is. The idea is don't look left, don't look right, because you will find an influence. And if you walk to the left to see what that influence is, oh, look there, that looks like somebody dropped a $100 bill. I mean, it could even be something bigger. But the idea is, is that when you go to the left, you won't be where God wants you to be when you need to be for the true blessings that God has in store for you. He's already created them. He created them at the Alpha. He created the entire, the entire experience of creation from the beginning to the end all at once. God knows how many hairs are on your head. We're talking about a God of universes upon universes, billions of them, billions of galaxies and billions of stars inside those galaxies. Do you really think that God wouldn't know? And he and God does. And so he created the perfect the perfect experience for each and every one of us to observe and to be able to be co creators with him. And yet there were some who came along and said, How do I know God's doing it right? I mean, maybe there's other ways. Well, this is an experimental universe. It, it is one with free will. And in exercising that free will, if you do it in divine plan, well, it turns out it turns out correct between the spirit and the soul. But the soul turned around away from spirit. And it, when it turned around and began to create, it created things that were outside of God's plan. And it almost created what I would call the, the hamster wheel that we know sometimes we're in. And there are times when, you know, we'll feel good and we'll feel like we're there and we're doing what we're supposed to be. And, you know, most of the time it's an illusion. And if it is something, it's, it's short-lived because it doesn't take long for the physical to scream loud enough that you just can't stop it anymore or put it away. But we have to because it is not ever going to give us anything except the material and the material only. And so it's very important if we wish to get from the alpha to the omega and then start over. It's even been said that in the new alpha, there's going to be eight days in a week instead of seven. You know, it's been said that God created the world in, in seven days. On the seventh day, he rested. But, you know, you have to remember that, that it was Moses and Joshua who wrote the book of Genesis. And they tried to write it in a way that the finite mind of mankind, humankind, could understand it. Now, not that God couldn't create a world or a universe in, in seven days, because God could. But, but in... In this universe, as it was created, it had to have time for chaos to explode and then for there to become peace. 
and everything moves in synchronicity. There are no two anythings in the entire universe that move and operate on the same vibrational line or frequency line as something else. That in in and of itself is amazing. And so we are coming to a place now where God's got to get our attention because so far, you know, we're just, we're, we're, we're not there yet. It's not enough to have just a simple Jesus faith or Jesus belief. I mean, how can you believe or have faith in something if you don't even know what it is? You have to have faith and act it out. Act out how Jesus lived. If you act out and you do the things that Jesus did, well, you can only end up where, where Jesus is, with Jesus, as part of your life, in oneness with the whole. And too many of us are not doing it. You know, we'll go to church on Sunday, or if somebody really needs our help, you know, it's in the family. Well, I helped them with their, with their heat last year. What about the person you I don't know? Someone who you've never met before in your life. Do you give them a kind word even? You try to uplift their spirits. No matter how you feel yourself, that's the whole of it. It is to be godlike and to try to do everything you can to keep in your mind and in your focus God, spirit. If you do that, then evil cannot have an influence on you. It will not have an influence on you. No matter who around you, if someone is around you and they try to do something that you know is just trying to pull you out of your spiritual place, stop them. Move away. Or say the word Jesus did. Get thee behind me, Satan. They may not like the sound of it, but you're not judging them. You're judging the influence. And that influence is very strong right now. On this planet, as it was in the beginning of the Alpha, there are some very powerful beings. And we are going to see magnificent changes. You know, I mean, our government is going to change drastically. And it is going to be appointed by the seraphim angels, those individuals who have earned the right to to hear the words for the people and by the people. And it will be a different place. But to get there, things have to change. And at this point, the angels seem to indicate that it's going to be some very, very large catastrophes. And they're going to be coming one right after the other. And does it have to be? No, it doesn't have to be. We can pray. We can grab another person's hand where two or more are gathered. There I am also, said the Christ. And you pray as a trinity. If you look in your life, you will see that everything that comes in threes and a lot of things do, are usually, not usually, they are near perfect. If they come in just twos, then there's duality, one against the other. Just like if you turn left, the right will will argue with what you saw. You didn't see the $100 bill over there. (laughs) You know, I mean, and back and forth and back and forth you go until, you know, you're warring with yourself. And who needs to war with themselves. We're having enough trouble in this, on this planet as we speak. And so the whole idea here is to 
we want to make it back to the tree of life. It's like an infinity symbol. It goes around, and it comes back up, and it goes around again, but it's on its side, and it goes around, and when it hits that center point, it has the option of going up and making a new one that is on a higher level, and that's the whole key. From fourth dimension, we can understand all things physical. What a beautiful, what a, what a beautiful thing that came from Edgar Casey, and when he was asked the difference between those two consciousnesses, he said, "Can one imagine not having the desire to sin?" Number two, he said, "Can one imagine waking up in the morning and all you can think about is how can I serve my Creator today and what can I do for my fellow brother and sister, wherever they may be?" And we see that. A lot is moving out of this country, and it's moving towards China. Even as we speak, much is moving towards China, and we're just standing by and watching. And it's coming a time, if you're located in those areas where there's going to be problems, it's beautiful to see the ocean, but not when it's coming at you at a thousand-foot wave. So the wings of the dove, as it lands upon America, if you listen to last week's show, the wings will flap, and when they flap, the water will rush in and rush back out and rush in and rush back out. That's how the bay was created. And so you're going to see along the coastlines, even it was about 2003 on page number five, the U.S. government declared that, that at this point in time, the, the oceans would be at least 500 yards inland from where they are now. And I think that's an understatement of what we should really expect. Places like Florida, they're already underwater. They're under sea level. And so, you know, insurance companies aren't insuring anything down there anymore. If we think that the government's going to take care of it, you know, well, you can better off just to give up that idea. We need to come together. You know, it gives us in in the Coptic text, that we should join together in, in groups, regional groups, they can work together. And there should be a minimum of five of them in the United States. And they should be located in the safer areas. And if one has trouble growing one year, it can pull off the other ones and, and vice versa off, off the others that remain. And, and in that way, we can create, begin to create that oneness again because we will rely on each other. Right now, you know, how many of us are relying on each other? How many of us are believing what our great-great-great-grandfathers told us? You know, I hear too often, well, that's just the way it's always, it's always been. Well, I hear you, but, you know, when the day comes, you know, the way it's always been isn't going to get you through. And it's very important that we begin to get prepared. I mean, are we prepared? Well, I have some water put away. How much? You know, enough for everybody that you know and people you don't know? You know, I was told by someone that, you know, that is very knowledgeable that's a lot of the water that was taken to one of the areas of devastation recently was left out in the sun and the bottles melted. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, 
What's more important? I mean, really, where is our importance? Where is it that it lies? Does it lie in giving money away to everybody in other countries? Well, we should take care of our brothers and sisters everywhere, but we do what we can do, and you don't leave someone dying in the sun for lack of water. There are ways and technologies and things that can be done to make the difference. Who is the Messiah? The Messiah is the, is the one who is one with God, yet knowing himself to be individual, and the one through whom all light emanates, period. And part of the Trinity, the Father, the Messiah. And I would use the word Messiah. And one night Jesus came through, or Yeshua, came through and said, I am your God and your Savior. And I felt humbled, of course, you know, and I know it, but do I express it enough? Do I express it to others? Because some people don't have the, the foundation to, be, to even know some of the things that you know. But if you pass by one person who's seeking and you don't give them what you know to be the truth, and somebody told me, well, but there's a million truths. No, there's not. There's a million people, actually 6.5 billion, the angels say, when they corrected me when I said 7 billion, they said that there's really only 6.5 billion. Okay. But, but the idea here is, is that we are all growing in our truth, but there is only one truth. There's only one God. And we're all trying to find our way there. And if we can help each other, you give me a little, I give you a little, I mean, and we... We don't judge each other. Experiences will never create a schism between people. It's the belief systems that separate us. And those have to come into, have to come into oneness. I mean, it doesn't matter by what name you worship if it's one God. Because there is only one God. If, if that country who puts on its money in God we trust, and calls that dollar the almighty dollar, like the almighty God, if we don't get it together very quickly and begin to come together, and these groups need to be large enough so that if there is some kind of an attack or something like that, one-fifth of each group will mobilize to protect for protection. And if that is not enough, then another fifth. And... and this has been laid out for quite some time now, and I haven't brought it up because I don't think because, you know, the timing. The timing has to be correct. And we're going to see Europe will change beyond recognition. The polar regions will be exposed and the Earth's axis will shift. Do you know it was 100 degrees at the Arctic Circle, what, two weeks ago, Sandy? Mm-hmm. And, I mean... Those chunks of ice were coming down and floating through um, non-salt water, and and the houses that were built along the sides of of the causeway were being just ripped off off their moorings. I mean, what does that tell you? Greenland would disappear underwater. The east coast of the United States, along the very east coast, 
especially the Carolinas down, is going to be pretty much destroyed by water because there's a piece of Africa that we've known about for a long time, and it's got a, a chasm that goes up the whole length of, of the continent, and it's real wide, I mean extremely wide, and water's flowing into it, and they anticipate it to break off at any moment. And if it does, it's going to go into the water, and when it does, it's going to create a tsunami like we have never seen on the East Coast in, a, in anyone that I know of's lifetime. Um, San Francisco, Los Angeles, do we really doubt that in the near future that it will fall in ruins? I mean, you could look at the maps and you can see where the lines run, and we put nuclear power plants right on the edge of them. <laughs> I don't get it. What, what are we doing? The people that are living on certain locations will see very large cataclysms. And we can only hope that we rush those who survive, rush to help and to spread the word of God to them. Because if somebody doesn't make it because you failed to tell them, you can take on the issue of the karma yourself. So why take the chance? Tell everybody you can. Who cares whether they believe you? It's up to you to tell them your truth and give them the opportunity at least to ponder it. And if you do that, that's all that's required of you. And in the low-lying areas that are susceptible to flood in America, basically the areas above 500 meters sea level, the mountains basically, should be fairly safe areas. Norfolk was considered a safe area because it sets, the way it's, it's laid out, the ground itself sets upward. And so when the water comes in, it's going to push under it instead of over it. And by the time it makes it into, you know, the mountains of Tennessee and those areas, it is going to be much reduced. And then someday, I believe it was predicted by Edgar Casey that, it, that Norfolk would become the capital of the United States. We look at people across the world and believe them to be our enemies. But we don't know what's true and what's not true. There is so much right now that is illusion. And so if you see it on the news, discount it. I remember a gentleman one time said, I don't believe anything until the government's denied it. And I think it, his, his name was, his first name was Jim. Can't remember what, of course, his name was Lon, but can't remember what his last name was. Do you remember, Sandy? I think it was Mars. Yeah, that was who it was, Jim Mars. I don't believe anything until the government denies it, you know. And I thought, I've got to remember that, you know, because it's so true. Do you know that in Miami they have had to repaint the lines on the airport down there, oh, at least three or four times, because the magnetics are shifting. And when those shift, the, the painted lines are, are oriented with, with thematic magnetic lines, and it allows the planes to land utilizing it. But if that magnetic lines change, well, you have to repaint them. So they have had to repaint them at least three or four times. And... I'm not saying this because 
I want to scare anybody. I'm saying this because it's time. It's what we've waited for. We need to become one. We need to become, you know, become one with even those we don't know, especially with those we don't know. You know, China is probably going to be the monetary, you know, center of the globe soon. It is certainly seemed to be going that way. It's buying up all of the land of, to print or to grow food in the United States, along with a few others. But, you know, do you have, if you have a yard or a place where you can grow, are you growing? Are you living right on the coast? I wouldn't recommend it. You know, it's been seen Carolina's down, but that doesn't mean that it won't have an effect higher up. And, you know, and again, government has to change. Right now, there was always the word abomination desolation. And I never knew what that word meant or what it was referring to. I knew it wasn't good, but it talked about it, the abomination desolation, and that God would would destroy it because it is creating frequencies to alter your mind, to change you, to change in what you believe, what you think, what you see, and you can't let it. You have to keep your mind on God. You know, what is material is just not as important anymore. Pray, 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 and God will make sure that you have what you need. Pray for your children. Pray for those that are living in those areas that they will move, because I guarantee you that if a cataclysm comes, there's no insurance companies out there that's going to pay. I mean, it's probably very true. And you probably have some ideas on it, Sandy. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, when the when the catastrophes are going to happen, you're right. I do see them happening, you know, one right after the other. And, and you, you know, and they will... They will seem like that, well, people will come and help, but there's not going to be enough people to come and help, like FEMA and other organizations to come help. There's going to be a point where a lot of people will be on their own for periods of time, so you have to somewhat have a way of preparing a little bit. It may not fully be able to help you, but at least somewhat help you. And, you know, and just understand that that. The most important thing is that it is a physical planet, but the point of being here is to raise our consciousness back to the light of God, where all things are given to you. And so we have to understand that we're here temporarily, and we have to do everything we can to follow the laws of God so that we don't draw to us more and more lessons in chaos. And the more we stay within the light and love of God, the most likely it will be is that we will have the least amount of problems. And it's true. Where you stand at any given point, if you ask that God, through the Holy Trinity, you know, pour forth the light codes of of perfect creation, of the perfect pattern through you, it will ground itself into the earth, and it will begin to spread and change anything that is not within that perfect pattern. 
that's what we do. Okay, that's why we were. That's why we're here, is to be able to, to ground that energy. Otherwise, it remains spiritual. When Moses and Joshua fought the battle, Moses had to keep his hands up in the air to fight the battle in the sky, while Joshua fought it on the earth. Yep, and also to remember that in sacred geometry, the golden mean spiral or phi, you know, that particular frequency when held will cast off all darkness. Right. And, you know, if you want to feel it, hug. Two people who hug, if you hug tightly and really mean it heart to heart until it just automatically lets go on its own, then you'll feel what, what the golden mean spiral feels like within your heart. Well, Jim, we're coming to the end of our show here. Yep. And so we want to thank all of you that are listening, mm-hmm. and we do hope that you will join us again in two weeks. Yep. And if anybody would like to have a reading of their own, both Sandy and I both do readings, and we would be more than happy to do one for you. Um, counseling sessions, we do. Um, so, you know, give us a call, 304 567 3354. And this is something we have been doing all of our lives. So, you know, give us a call. And, you know, and we would love to be able to converse with you. God bless. God bless.